Oh man, that's funny. We're rolling, man. What's up? Ah, right, y'all. Mic check. Microphone check. One two one two. Microphone check. One two one two. I feel like Joe Button podcast. No, I'm just kidding. All right, yo. Can I get sued for that? <laughs> we'll find out. Hopefully, it is. We, we should. We should. We should sound clip that and then tag them in to see if if they show us some love. Nah, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be like, man, look at this bum ass crony yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak between the lines. Yeah, nigga. Like, he gonna be like, you know, it's actually pretty dope names. We play a lot. Yo, he would say that shit too. He'd be like, yeah. He'd be like while we playing, that's actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But anyway, uh, episode twenty, uh, what? Twenty what? I know we in the twenties. Twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Is this one? <laughs> we did twenty last week. We didn't double up this week. Bro, you just, you just said you remember what episode it was. I did. <laughs> Nigga, I did. <laughs> Man, fuck you. Listen, episode 21, uh, Speak Between the Lines podcast. It's your boy, Rez. Joined with J-Rock, who finally, finally got in the building today. He did. Do you want to explain it? Hold on, I'm King Gabe first. Let's <laughs> <laughs> roll over that shit like that. <laughs> but yes, nigga, you, it took you a minute to get in this hole. What happened? All right, so this morning, Red sends out text like, hey, send me a text message when y'all get here because I don't want to wake up the wife. I sent him a text message two minutes later say, I'm here. <laughs> it was two minutes? It, it was it was right there, bro. I feel, I feel like you exaggerated, but okay. Ten minutes later, I sent him a message. Yo, Rez, where you at? <laughs> this nigga stood outside your front door for ten minutes. Nigga, I'm on my way here. I'm like, nigga, you still not in the house? <laughs> this text message, how long ago? Hold on, man. I got to fact check this. Hold up. Nah, so fact check it, because it was, it was definitely a minute. Okay, so I, I sent... All right, so full story, the reason that... Uh, we did this because we have to record this episode early because somebody has to go out of town, you know, worldwide. Yeah. Jay. Absolutely. Interna- internationally internationally yeah, it, known. Yeah. So international rock over here. But, um, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, courteous. So wife sleep. I'm like, hey, text me when y'all get here so I can open the door and not wake up my wife. That was at 7.58 a.m., right? Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, he did. He did. They could text me at one. No, he texted me at uh, eight oh four. So six minutes later, niggas. I think it's that. I think it's that. Fuck. Oh, what? That was just, okay. The niggas said, "I am here." Then <laughs> how? How? Then, how much longer later? 8 12 that nigga said Rez you up <laughs> son oh the fuck up here oh shit oh my god dear Abe sent a message yo you not in yet I don't think we're all on the same page <laughs> in the same minute nigga said laugh my ass off Jay you still outside Oh shit. And a minute later this nigga says hell yeah and sends a picture of my front door. Oh I don't I don't think this is gonna work. (laughs) Hold on. Oh so it took me damn near 20 minutes (laughs) this to get in the house. You don't understand. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, nigga. You, yeah, yeah. It took you a long ass time, nigga. Oh my god, it but J Rock is officially finally in the building. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Oh, it's always something every episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that shit, that shit is funny. Oh. So, what were you doing, man? Like, how did you just text us telling us to text you and nah, so, disappear okay, in the so next full, two minutes? Okay, so full disclosure. <laughs> J-Rock texted me while I was... I, so, I was listening to this audio, basically. Like, it, it's, a, it's a personal development training thing, right? And so, I'm watching the video, and I'm not getting no text. And so, I get off the video... And I pull up my text message. I got like nine missed texts. And I'm like, the fuck? All right. So where were you listening to this at? In my bed. Okay. I'm about to say, you say in this room where you can see the oh, car from no, the no, 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 no. Like, oh, yeah. Nigga, you like, would definitely been nah, I was <laughs> No. I was listening to it in my bed. And then uh, I was like, oh, shit. My bad, Jay. And then what did I show you? I got a message from... My fateful Android that says you can no longer receive text messages because you have no space left on your phone. Oh, that's whack. So, oh shit, yeah, that's whack. Yeah. That is whack as hell. I thought, I thought, cause you know some some cell phone providers they don't let you be on the internet and then get shit like text messages at the same yeah, time. At the same so time. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, that would have made more sense, but nah, he just don't delete stuff. Apparently, yeah, man. Ever? You're oh right. no, nah, like nigga, I got a text from like two thousand eight on this bitch. But you got a droid, so you you don't have like a, a memory card in there. I maxed that out. Oh, I got fourteen. I think I got fourteen um, what, gigs on that. Oh. <laughs> that shit's done. <laughs> cause I got hella music on here. But you know I'm with Title now. Uh, shout out to the plug. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? What else? Oh, Lazy spell we found this episode. Uh, yeah, but you know, shout out to the plug. So I guess I could delete the music, but some of that music, man, I ain't getting back ever. We'll just get another memory card. Damn, nigga, I gotta do all that. Well, I mean, unless you want to get a bigger memory card. Yeah. Let's do that. Man, fuck y'all logic. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Non-tech, I get it. Yeah, man. So rolling into... Oh, hit us up, man. On our social media. Speak Between the Lines. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, holler at us, man. You know, I think I think the more we say that, the more people start actually doing it. Because we've been getting a, a lot more feedback. Stop doing it, please. <laughs> Stop hitting us. <laughs> Don't do it anymore. Do not respond to our <laughs> shit. <laughs> Nah, real quick, man. I was looking. At my, I was looking at my phone. Shout out to my boy, uh, British Green. He hit, uh, he hit us up on the the flat tire video that we posted. <laughs> oh <week>. shit! <laughs> what did he say? Oh, my and God. he was like, Laugh. "Bro, I am dying laughing at this shit." Oh, I'm dying. And then he liked our page. So. But that clip wasn't even funny though, like at all. No, it was hilarious for you. Not at all. <laughs> hey, yo, stuff usually isn't funny if you're the person in the hot seat. <laughs> What's crazy is like like. China didn't even like gas that shit up. Nah, she, <laughs> she didn't. didn't give no warning. Nah, she Shots was just fired. She was just like, "Nigga, you drove an hour on a flat tire." Houseway. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So I guess what wins and losses. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Dubs and L's. Shit, dubs better get a dub tonight, man. Them niggas are. And in they trouble. they're in the hot seat. I think they'll be all right though, because yeah, Chris Paul's, Paul's out. Six. So yo, if these niggas win for real though, I hate to say it because I, I I'm a fan of the run, but they might be the luckiest effing team in history. Somebody they win. The, just the whole run because you you beat LeBron, 
without Kyrie and, and K Love, and that went six. That same run, um, or the very next run, they they missed all the point guards. No, that was the same run. Yeah, the first run they they missed every point guard pretty much from the opposing team. Mm. Won a chip. Second year, um, they lost. Third year, um, I think Portland was missing their big in the first round. Yeah, everybody had to injury. Yeah, everybody, and Portland then they, then the Kawhi, the Kawhi, the Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. and then this year is like Chris Paul get hurt. It's like damn. Like how much like y'all the most OP team in the world? How I mean, much shit but, gotta go right? I mean, but they had a lot of injuries this year. Who did? Yeah, but not when it mattered. The only one is Iggy. And it matters right now. Yeah, it does. Because if Iggy had been this last game, they would have I think Oh they yeah, they would have won that one. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. Uh, so is Iggy out for the He nigga, they better shoot him up with something tonight. Damn. He better get sense of being yeah. stop playing. I don't know. I mean, we can't we can't discredit because nigga Golden State is niggas is tough, bro. They apparently tough. so is Houston. But I mean, you could. I mean, you, but here's the thing about that though. You got just you got to just play what's in front of you. I mean, you, them niggas can't be like, oh well, shit. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is out, so I guess we just not gonna play as hard. I mean, you you're you're given whatever's in front of you, so you just play you play that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. But I know, like like you said on the Toronto. Toronto episode by the time this comes out, shit, it won't matter. Shit, one of the niggas might be out. Shit, by the time this comes out, the finals will start the next day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Finals start Thursday. Bet that, bet that. So you got to win or a loss? You got something? Nah, but I got to win. I got to win this week, and this is when the everybody gets to partake in me up editing episode twenty. Are you fucking I, serious? Yes, that's your win. That's your yes. win. Yes, because that bitch was hell doing your job. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's your win. Yes, I thought he was gonna say something about the soundboard. I thought you were gonna say something about 20. the soundboard. I mean, well, this has been it's been ready the whole time to missing equipment that it ain't ready. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Man. Okay. Well. So how? So well, I guess walk us through that process. Yeah. Walk us through the editing process for I, people that don't appreciate that. Yeah. And if you saw on the video, um, we, we did have Rudy and his niece China sharing one mic, so I'm pretty sure that had <laughs> that must have been hell. That was hell because the audio on on Reg's mic and China was all mixed together, so I had to go through and separate both of their ranges. And then boost them both up so that way you could hear it, hear them both clearly over the entire episode. And uh, there was a lot of parts in the beginning where she was roasting me, where I had to boost her up so y'all could appreciate that, that roast. Appreciate that. Yes, roast. I appreciate the self sacrifice. It is. Yeah, I'm almost just muted the first nine minutes and just had to go from there. But I, I did it for the culture. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we had the video too. Yeah, and I had the audio, so that nine minutes definitely still would have. Yeah, it would have found a light today. Like, and see, that's why because the because the video dropped too. So I'm like, well, hell, shit, they already seen it now. Yep, Michelle, right about that. Yeah, but that is what's up, man. Because that 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 editing shit is no joke, dog. Yeah, that was five hours of work. Oh shit. Mm. We Good appreciate you, my nigga. Yeah. Good for you. Um, actually, I guess my my stuff is kind of winning a loss. Well, not it's a it's a win. I got invited to this nineties party tonight. Hey, I think that shit's gonna be dope. But it's a loss because nigga, I couldn't find nineties shit nowhere. Like the nineties shit is coming back in style, so it's more expensive than what it should be. Yeah, of course. You should have kept like, the old shit. I should have kept the old shit, but then I wouldn't be able to fit the old shit because I'm damn near thirty now. Well, some of us ain't got that problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must but, be nice. Yeah, man. But I think that shit's gonna be dope. Um, we went to like three or four different thrift stores yesterday, dog, just looking for shit and couldn't find nothing. Couldn't find overalls, couldn't find anything. So, yeah, just get you some football, you'll be good. 
thought about platinum fubu thought about rolling out some fubu but mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna just like you think like a, it's tonight yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i have an idea but you know shit might change so i'm gonna have like a shirt like tied around my waist mm-hmm. and then like some some dad jean shorts or some shit and then like a white t-shirt like a, a hat with some like walker headphones okay okay you know i was gonna try to go with the fresh prince look but I couldn't find that that shit. Oh, that, that would have been classic. That would have been dope. I tried to go for Fresh Prince, Martin. I couldn't find none of that shit anywhere, bro. So I no. got to kind of work with what I got. Speaking of Fresh Prince, though. have y'all heard uh, Will's new the little uh, track he released? Yeah, he was spitting mm-hmm. bars on that. I was like, oh, that's nice. And he was telling y'all niggas to leave him the fuck alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you leave Drake alone, too. <laughs> Check out his resume. Yeah, you need to leave Drake alone, too. Yeah. Yeah, please leave Drake alone. I need to listen to that. I heard pieces of it, bruh. Listen, uh, that's actually my win. We, we <laughs> that, that seriously, like, we wow, got a perfect segue. We got comeback season, Drizzy. Like, first of all, Pusha T is a super, super dope lyricist. And, uh, by you know, for anybody who hasn't listened to it, uh, Daytona is out now. I was gonna say out in stores, but niggas don't go to stores for music anymore, so yeah, right? Um, well, yeah, play Apple store. store. Yeah, I was about to say Apple Store, Play Store, but um, no, it's amazing. So um, ba- basically, um, Pusha uh, dropped the album last track, Infrared. He was going at Drizzy Drake. He was going at Birdman. He was going at a lot of people actually. Um, just Cash Money as a whole. Uh, he kind of felt sorry for Lil Wayne. Um, just and and I ain't gonna lie, we all feel sorry for Lil Wayne, and. I was listening to his interview with the Breakfast Club this morning uh, when I was ignoring Jay, and <laughs> <laughs> it's my personal development for this morning. Now, um, but no, he was talking about um, he couldn't imagine selling thirty million records and still having a tour just to make money. That's, that's insane. That's insane. That is. And so he really, he really just you know spoke his heart and he spoke his truth and. You know, I appreciate it because it got Drizzy off his ass. And one of the things that, you know, he went at Drake about was the ghostwriting bit, which, of course, everybody. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody's going after him for that. Um, But I ain't gonna lie. Drake is the king of turning shit around like this nigga literally opened up. So if you rebuke me for working with someone else on a couple of V's, what do you really think of the nigga that's making your beats? I done things for him. I thought he would never need. Father's father had to stretch his hands out and get it from me. I pop style for thirty hours, then let him repeat. Now you popping up with jokes. I'm dead. I'm asleep. That whole bar literally says, "Well, nigga, if you're talking about me ghostwriting, yeah, who making your music? The dude beat? that's making your music called me to help him make songs mm. to write for him, and then you know, the the songs was uh what father stretched his hands." So he he plays the bar. Father had to stretch his hands out and get it from me. Well, that was a song he helped him on. Damn. Um. Then he he, yo. Then he he dropped a song. Um. Kanye shouted him out on Twitter. I remember a while ago for the song Thirty Hours. Yeah, yeah. Well, I pop style for thirty hours. Like I mean, the shit's just. I mean, he just pushed right that nigga shit in. It's like yeah, that's that's hypocritical as fuck. And. He killed Quentin Miller, something bad. I mean, that nigga, nigga said, and as for Q, man, I changed, uh, I changed his life a couple times. Nigga was at Kroger working double time. Y'all acting like he made the boy when I was trying to help the guy. 
yeah, uh, who gassed you to play with me? Man, you made this shit as easy as ABCs. Whoever supposedly making me hits, but then got no hits, sound like they needed me. That's... Mm. Back, That's right on time too, because this album finna drop, or it should. It should yeah. be about to drop. It's yeah, summer, it's summertime. He mentioned that too. He said, "Don't push me while I'm in album mode. You're not even top five as far as your label talent goes." Wow, <laughs> shit, yo, that nigga Drizzy's stupid. The, the thing with Drake that, and I'm glad I get to say it now because I didn't. Uh, we didn't have a podcast um, back when this popped off, but um, the Joe Budden Drake beef. Joe Budden is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Like for me, he's the Kobe Bryant of rap. He's a guy with all the talent in the world. He just couldn't get um, the proper respect. Well, I won't even say that because Kobe got rings. Kobe got five rings. Yeah, but they be disrespecting that nigga like heavy, dogs. Like some niggas be talking about he's not top 10 and all. Just blasphemous shit. But anyway, uh, Joe just doesn't get the recognition just because he's not uh, ironically mainstream. He's mainstream Joe now as a podcaster but right. as a rapper like he just never got his just due so when the drake shit popped off he murdered drake yeah there was nothing like no stone unturned and i was like okay this is the guy that's actually gonna push drake this is the guy that's gonna make drake you know really have to come come with the heat and the nigga was gunshot he didn't say nothing i mean you want to legend drake drake didn't say nothing Ugh. Yeah, he had a damn near 30 minutes of bars against Drake. Like, yeah, I mean, dog, oh my God, this shit would have played out. And Drake, ironically, Drake threw the first shot and then hit his hands like he ain't throw the fucking rock. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, Drizzy. But I'm glad Push got this dude out of his box because now we get to go to my favorite part of hip hop, which is the mm-hmm. competition. I love beef. I love Jay versus Nas. I love Luda versus T.I. I, oh, I, that shit was amazing. I, I, love, I love rap. I love Jada Kiss versus Benny Siegel. Like, you might be too young for that one, Ave. But Yeah, nigga, Jada Kiss, Benny Siegel, nigga. <laughs> I mean, I know who he you, is. You got to look up, dog. Oh, my God. It was a legendary beef, bro. It, it was bars. Anyway, but I'm I off miss, of it. I miss the 50 Cent beef days. Oh, remember when, when Jada Kiss oh. killed 50? <laughs> that nigga tripped out. <laughs> Man. Anyway, uh, we going too far down the rabbit hole. But, yeah. All right. That, that was my dub, though. I'm glad we got comeback season drizzy. Yeah, man, he's he's been ghost for a minute now. I'm, I'm glad he's starting to poke his head around a little bit. Oh man! All right, so what we what we chopping up? I really want to get y'all's thoughts on this NFL bullshit that just happened with the the new Neil policy. And so, man, I'm pretty sure every at least you're, if you're a sports fan, you know now that the new the NFL has just put out a new policy that you cannot kneel um during the national anthem if you're on the field. So if you're on the field on the sidelines, you can't kneel now. Mm-hmm. With that, if you don't want to kneel, you can stay in the locker room. So I just my I just feel like it's it's bullshit to me because we all know that the reason that this kneel thing even took place, and maybe I'm thinking just off the top of my head, maybe we should in, insert the sound clip here, right around here in this area about what Colin Kaepernick said why he's kneeling. Ultimately, it's to bring awareness and make people. You know, realize what's really going on in this country. There are a lot of things that are going on that are unjust. People aren't being held accountable for, and that's something that needs to change. That's something that you know this country stands for: freedom, liberty, justice for all. 
and it's not happening for all right now. One, one specifically is police brutality. There's people being murdered unjustly and not being held accountable. Cops are getting paid leave for killing people. That's not right. That's not right by anyone's standards. To me, this is something that has to change. And when there's significant change, and I feel like that flag represents what it's supposed to represent, and this country is representing people the way that it's supposed to, I'll stand. Because first he was sitting down. Right. right. He sat down he, the first He sat time. down and then he spoke to somebody who was in the military and somebody told him that, hey, you know, kneeling is still respect, but, you know, it's getting your point across. That message has completely gotten washed into now niggas aren't respecting America. Yep. So because that's the popular message being drove by whoever won the president. Yeah. yeah. President, mm -hmm. vice president. Now it's Fox like. News. Yeah. Now it's like. Okay, well, if they're gonna disrespect the flag, then we have to do a policy that they said they say they can't kneel. I think that's some bullshit. That is some bullshit. So because it's not even about that. And that's and, and that's my thing. Like it's not even, it's not even about the shit. So it's like I well, I guess I know your thought, but like so, what are y'all's thoughts on on just this whole new kneel policy that the NFL is putting out right now? Man, it is complete and utter bullshit. Because number one, it's all about the financial side of it, because. Uh, shout out for Reds for putting out the clip with Stephen A. put out in 2006 is that originally nobody was even out during the National Anthem. I did that. I did that, by the way. Oh, oh excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Shout out to Abe. Reds ain't do shit. That's my mistake. Shout out to Abe for good, putting some fire content out there. <laughs> if you've been in the room, you'll, you would have done. But anyway... <laughs> He tried, nigga tried to pass my credit, dog. He tried to pass my credit, dog. I appreciate that, bro. He tried to pass, pass your credit. He tried to pass my credit to you, bro. I appreciate that, dog. Like, I, looked, I looked hard for that video, bro. <laughs> He's talking about the video I posted on our page, on our Facebook page of Stephen A. Smith saying when the national anthem was first originated into the NFL. Oh, you're talking about the video I posted? Nigga, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> But go ahead, go ahead, because you, you're going to make a good point here. <laughs> no, Troll no. game on a hundred. You made a good point. <laughs> but yeah, so oh, that's funny. Ave found found the video of Steve Names uh, Smith pointing out that um, originally nobody was out during the national anthem, and the military was paid the NFL to start bringing out the bringing out the the players and the teams. During the national anthem because it makes them look more patriotic, right? So it sells more tickets. So in America, everything is driven by money. So the NFL is makes a lot of money. It gets a lot of brand time, right? So even though you don't like, people are trying to change the message. A message is still getting put out there. So the only way that you can control it is having a financial penalty for it. So that's why they're doing it. So just that way they can stop the message. Hmm. Because originally you had people like Colin, people like Stephen A, and a lot of black people were saying that no, this is about black lives. This is about us not being treated equally. It's not about the flag. Because like you just said, Colin went to soldiers say, "What's the best way for me to protest without being disrespectful?" Mm -hmm. So if you go to the people who your people are saying that you're offending, how, you know how else can you how else can you do it right? Mm. If it's wrong, if I sit, I go to the military. The military says kneel. It's still respectful because that's what some disabled veterans do. If they can't sell, they still kneel to show respect. 
and they tell you to kneel. I do that, and you're still saying, well, no, you're not being patriotic. So no matter how you try to put out the message that all black lives aren't equal, the narrative gets changed. You know what thing is? Because people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. People want to people want to be mad at something. They 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 see this part, and this this and this this here is an example of exactly how powerful our voices really are. Mm. To to have it to where one guy started off by kneeling. Now we've had this whole controversy because this wasn't just last season. When did when did uh, Colin Kaepernick started kneeling? What like two years well, ago? Two year, yeah, he wasn't even the first one. There was another NFL player that did it before he did. Didn't uh, my man from uh, Seattle before he got traded? Uh, Neil, uh, what's my man always be popping off? Sherman. Yeah, no, no, not Sherman. Oh, uh, uh, not Richard Sherman. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he kneeled once. Was that before or after Colin Kaepernick? I thought that was before. My timeline uh, might be off, but I know I know for a fact like. Colin wasn't the first person to do that. Okay, he was the first person that that basically I that think made a stand made a statement mm-hmm. that to, of right like J Rock said made a statement that f- that it's for this cause or this stand. Oh, I got you. But I got you. It's happened yeah. before. The thing the thing that that is so convoluted about this is the fact that we 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 have allowed this narrative to change so many times, and part of that's Colin's fault. And part of that is just us being stupid and not sticking to our guns on certain things. So, Colin, you remember he wore, he wore the, um, what, the Cuba shirt in the interview? Um, the, no, Fidel Castro. That's what it was. He wore the Fidel Castro. That was a bad move. Um, he shouldn't have did that. Mm. Um, even though I get what he was saying, because uh, wasn't it a picture of Malcolm X and Fidel Castro? It was a meeting between Malcolm X and Fidel, and and he was making a commentary off of the shirt, but he didn't he didn't speak to that. Like he let everybody else control that narrative. That was a misstep. But now it it's basically like I'm making a stand against police brutality. I've offended. I there's a perception that I've offended the military, mm-hmm. so I go to people in the military, and like J Rock said. What's the proper way to do it? They say kneel, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, let's think about kneeling. Sometimes kneeling is a very honorable thing. When you're being knighted, right? You're kneeling. Yeah. That's that's honorable. When you pray, you kneel. kneel. It's a sign of humility. Come on now. That, that's a great point. So it's like, like, where's the disrespect coming in? And then if we're going to talk about, and this is such a tired subject just because you know, we've been talking about this since Colin started, um, but the NFL just keeps finding new ways to reinvent fucking up. Yeah, they do. And and the thing is, damn, I lost my point. Um, oh, uh, on the kneel. All right, so he's doing the kneeling. He's being respectful. He's being honorable. And then, you know, we want to spin it into, well, it's not patriotic. Well, if you have to stand for the anthem... You're not showing patriotism. That's literally like, no, I'm demanding you. I'm commanding you to do this. Mm-hmm. So that's taking rights away, first of all. And then freedom of speech, the freedom to do, like, we want to protect everybody else. Oh, you can't offend this group. Oh, can't offend that group. You, did you just say this about this woman? Did you say this about this man? Oh, mm. or this person that's trying to identify with whatever they're trying to identify with? Can't offend none of them. Mm. But... Oh yeah. Oh, you're not gonna stand for the flag. Yeah. Well, now we got a problem. What? Yeah. And ultimately, when you look back on it, is the reason why the fives in place 
is because the NFL can't stop it. They tried. We're going to destroy this person's career. And that's another way they fucked it up. Yeah, they did. They said, okay, well. Like balling them out of the NFL. Right. You know, we're going to try to get the owners on our side. We're going to try to get the president. We're going to try to get media on our side. And people are still kneeling. So now it's like, okay, how else can we try to stop it? Let's go and hit them where it hurts, the money. You said something important. You said we're going to try to get the president on our side. Because that's really where the narrative changed. Mm-hmm. Because the if you think about it... The, Colin Kaepernick's message only went so far. Like, if you really wasn't a sports fan or you don't know who Colin Kaepernick is, like, you maybe heard it outside yeah. of that arena. Right. But once the president said it and right. tweeted it, now that message got sent to a broader audience. So now people who don't know Colin Kaepernick or don't know what he was even doing, they're hearing the president say, Oh, this guy in the NFL is not sending me, he's disrespecting the flag and our, you know, the in America and all this stuff. Now Facts. people's like, Oh shit, who is this guy? And then that's where the, the message that's one area where the message flipped. Yeah. Now they feel like they have to do something about it. NFL, they feel like they have to do something about it. But you're right. They can't. They can't stop it. They yeah. can't stop it. And here's my thing, too. Like, if you're going to make the players, because just like, just like Rock said, the, the, the military didn't start shelling out money to the NFL until 2009, right? So right. if you're going to make the players stand or do whatever... Like and and stop and give respect to the flag and the national anthem. Everything in that motherfucking stadium needs to stop. Niggas can't go to the restroom. Niggas can't go to no concession stands. And nigga, don't try to find your seat. If you're on your way to your seat, you're in the aisle. Stand. Don't move. Like mm-hmm. everything should stop. If it's that fucking serious to you, the motherfuckers need to stop in the parking lot. Don't look for a, don't look for a parking spot. Everything needs to stop if it's that fucking serious. <laughs> because that's how they're making the same. If you take a message that's blowing out of context and you're trying to prove a point by making it a, a, a policy, a kneeling policy against the players, then no, everything needs to slow down once that happens. For however long it takes to get through the national anthem and however long it takes for motherfuckers to roll out that big ass flag over the field and roll that bitch back in, mm-hmm. nothing needs to move until all that shit's done, if y'all are that serious about it. That nigga, hey, just let out the clip. That nigga said... <laughs> <laughs> Son, that nigga said what? Because I, it's just it's it's stupid, man. Yeah. Because it's not about the flag. <laughs> that was that was that was nice. I can't even follow that up. You are now listening to a master. We need that. We need that that, that clip. I forgot. Um, shout out to um, play away for that one. Uh, because I I did hear that snippet from them. So you are now what? You are now listening to a master at work. That was that that, that was a fire sound. Oh yeah, we need so, that. I gotta give I gotta give them credit for that. Yeah. That way they don't they don't listen to us and be like, this nigga's stealing our shit. <laughs> 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 oh, it's I recorded. Gonna, I was gonna say some mama slow down. <laughs> yeah, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas was like what? <laughs> 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 Oh shit. Damn, bro, you were really egging me on, but I'm just—I'm really going to chill right Play now. Play another one. Oh, man. <laughs> another one. Nah, man, just like I'm—I'm I'm I'm not trying really to gas him up, dog. I'm really not gas that nigga. Yo, I'm man. really just going to chill. Nah, man, it, it's good. Like, no, no, it's all love. It's all love. It is all love. Yeah, man. But dog, uh, some of the messages we was like, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Son, like, son, just, just back to back. Everybody, just slow down for a second. Hold on, bump the brakes. <laughs> like, we're good. 
we're, we're friends. Let's, let's pop the brakes. Let's build some rapport. <laughs> something, man. I like. Oh, oh, inside man. shit. So aggressive. <laughs> so aggressive. Nigga, we over there like. We're not going to fall for a banana. <laughs> 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 oh man, so yeah, I want right. to be. These are jokes, baby. These are jokes. Oh man, that was my yeah, shout man. out to Rock for coming through with yeah. a soundboard. Yeah, shout out to Rock. Yeah, this nigga, nigga real gave, MVP right now. Yeah, that nigga gave himself a shout out. This boy, <laughs> <laughs> shout out Rock for shouting himself out <laughs> by bringing the soundboard. <laughs> 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 you know what? I'm interested to hear how oh, the, the players' association going to respond to all that. Though I know they kind of sent out a memo about it. Not that I have. Well, I kind of have it pulled up. It's pretty long as hell. But pretty much they just said that the NFL didn't fuck with them about this whole new policy or whatever. So they're going to try to address it in some way, shape, or form or fashion. So huh. I'm interested to see how that's going to roll out. But I mean, here's the thing: like you can you can find other ways, like. Like white people, we're 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 pretty savvy in our approach. Just because you don't want us kneeling during the national anthem, don't mean we won't kneel any other time during the <laughs> during the game. Facts. <laughs> or, and it, and mm. everybody talking about, uh, well, why don't you do it? What is it? what do they say? What's the line like? We don't want to want you guys to do it on company time. You can do it on your own time. Well, shit, if you start getting social media flooded with all this, like the NFL is all about controlling messages. They don't even like players tweeting certain stuff. Yeah. So, okay, cool. I'll do it on my own time. But that's going to be a problem for y'all, too. I feel like that company time bullshit is some bullshit, too. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's always, it's always, it's 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 never a good time for a message that is portrayed to them that makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's never. It, you will never find a comfortable time. And shit like, I mean, or, yeah, a comfortable time. And a message like this, it's not supposed to be comfortable. We want you to feel a certain way, right? right. You know what I'm saying? This isn't this isn't about comfort, comfort and convenience. Right. No. You don't make it comfortable for us. No, it's, yeah, it's at all. That, it's about it, being, being uncomfortable and inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sad to say. I would like to do a thought experiment. Like I would like, not even a thought experiment. I would just love to see it. I would love to see someone from the LBGT community do this in the NFL, like an NFL player that's transitioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Um, what's his name? Uh, Michael Sam. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Mike, Michael so, Sam. Yeah. So I would love to see someone from that community that we know is protected because they won't say shit. Because they won't say shit. I would love to see like just an NFL player that's that's completely changed, right? And they make that same stance on police brutality because maybe a transgender got beat. What you gonna do, NFL? I take it even a step further than that. What if? See, here's the thing too, because it's it's really about the message. If Colin Kaepernick would have kneeled in and said, and somebody asked him, why are you kneeling? He said, well, I'm tired of our schools getting shot up. Oh, and wow. I need something to be done about that. Wow. Yeah. Then we would probably have a different but conversation. But we got here. real tight then. Yeah. Then we would have had a different conversation. Yeah. If he would have wow. said something like that, then mm-hmm. it would have been different. But because it's... Shout out to Abe. That, that was good. Thanks, bro. But because it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, was going on this yeah but because it's certain stuff that people don't necessarily believe is true, then... Or it's it's us, you know right. what I'm saying? Like we're we're trying to fight to be this bigger this bigger identity in America outside of this entertainment, you know? Because it's that then we're, we're just trying to be human. That's all we're fighting for. Yeah, dogs have people. There's more outright outrage for a dog getting shot than there is for a black person getting shot. What are we talking about? Yeah, that's a great. We just want to be at. 
We ain't even at the dog level yet. Yeah, no, nah, we not. Damn. I'm done. Yeah. I'm off of Can you too. segue off of this, please? Uh, <laughs> give us your thoughts. That was good. That was what? That was good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Give us your thoughts. You really pretty much know where to hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, speak between the lines. Um, you're working overtime on this. On, <laughs> you got the soundboard. You got the bell. My nigga over here, out here is no, no, it's cool. It's cool. No, because well, I knew rock, I knew rock had to begin. I looked over. I was like, damn, you got the soundboard. Yeah, I was I was passing love. I'm, I'm gonna let you get in next. No, I don't want it. I don't care. I just thought that. I just thought, just thought that. Don't worry about that. Dude. You know, because you know, rock. You know, Reds had the bell. I thought you had the soundboard. Well, not because I was getting ready to transition to a subject, so I didn't want to be talking, then have to worry with the soundboard. It's I got good. you. You want it back? Oh yeah, I'm gonna get back whenever he takes over. It's all uh, good. I'm, I'm taking it right back. That's good. I'm a multitasker. I, I have. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Go. All right. So switching gears. Um. Uh. Do you want to get back to some of the stuff that we originally talked about with uh with self development? Damn, I said that wrong, didn't I? Self, no, self development. Self development. Personal development. Personal development. Yeah. Self help. Self help. Personal development. Personal development. Thank you. Let's yeah, make a trip. Guys, <laughs> keep me. It's like, he, he can't get shit. Man. It's like, it's, it's felt wrong. My nigga fumbled out the game. So, I mean, self development. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to take that back from you. Yeah. Yeah, nigga. Uh, but now, what I want to talk to about this week and uh, bounce off you guys is how to become a mentor. Okay. Because that's something that, you know, Regardless of race, gender, whatever type of background, wherever you know your beliefs are, in order for us to improve, you need to seek out mentors. Uh, so I want to propose: How do you become a mentor? How to become a better mentor? Um, when I was looking at it, it's really two different categories of mentors. Number one is a skill, something that you're trying to learn. And number two is a behavior or character, hmm. right? So for the skill part, you know, that one's pretty self-explanatory. It's, you know, you have to work on being a master. Right. Uh, whatever it is, uh, whatever skill that you want to work on or that you want to help others with, you have to be able to master that skill. And what that means is uh, you, you always have to bring your A game. Right. Because you can be a master of it, but if people don't know it, then they'll never ask you to be a mentor. And uh, we were watching what the that's solid. Uh, the what the Boston game last week. And um, what where? Yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and after we were watching the herd, and uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, Colin Coward. Yeah, yeah. So he said, um, "Bring your A game." And the reason why that that quote exists is because people rarely do it. And so I was I was really thinking about that this whole week. So, and a lot of things that even I do myself, you know, I bring my B game because my B game is Hold good on. enough. What? Why? Yeah, nigga. So what? I mean, so I mean, it's just because a comfort. To be honest with you, and like I really had to stop and put things in perspective. It's like. How often do I bring my A game? Okay. To not just work to everything, to researching, to studying, to where people are looking, it's like, yeah, you know, he's doing this to the best of his ability where there's no question about it. Mm, right. And I think, you know, 
and the people that I interact with, the people that I see, whether it's, you know, work or just out and about, that's something that most people don't do. That most people don't stay at their A game level. Like how do how do y'all feel about that? Like on a daily basis. Do you think you guys are at your A level all the time? Or do you slip into the B range? Um, yeah. I mean I can see myself not giving a hundred percent a hundred percent of the time. I don't think anybody gives a hundred percent a hundred percent of the time just off of nature, like ebbs and flows in life. Mm-hmm. Um but I I would say more often than not, if it's something that I'm engaged with another person, I'm nine out of ten times I'm I'm on my A game. Yeah. Um if it's somebody I don't fuck with though, maybe seven out of ten times I'm on my A game. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll still try to give my A game to that person, but you know, it depends on the relationship and if it swings. It depends on what I'm doing too. Because yeah. I'm I'm really competitive. So if I'm if it's like something sports related, then yeah, I'll most likely give my A game most of the time. I'll put it like this. Yeah. If I'm passionate about it, you're gonna get my A game. And and I think you'll be able to tell by the cadence of my voice if I'm passionate about something or not. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you and you'll know. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, because like in this week, one thing I know is I'm I'm on average if it's just something I'm doing, I'm about 85%. Okay. Like around a mid B. Right. Like I have to really have to be, you have to really be engaged to kick it to that 90 or 95 or 100% level. Right. Because, you know, like, like it's, it's, it's hard to be at 100%, 100% of the time. Facts. Yeah. It's damn near impossible. Because at some point you have to, like, hell, even LeBron can't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Even, you know, James Harden, hell, you see, he was at 100% the whole regular season. Now he's like, hey, I got down to got Dallas Dallas back down to seventy, right? But even in that, like like, I think I think the challenge, at least I take, or I would imagine someone like LeBron James or James Harden or Steph Curry, or KD, or all these other great players, mm-hmm. uh, take is that even their B game is someone else's A game. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I would I would I would focus on that, like like. Always giving your best because I hate when niggas mail it in. We hate when niggas mail it in. Yeah. You can watch a basketball game and you can know when somebody's just mailing it in. They they not really trying. They just they just there like that shit pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but, so if we gonna get mad at them, how are we not gonna get mad at ourselves for doing that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, I mean, another thing with that too. I mean, it's kind of different with. Well, I mean, I guess you can relate it to anything because you got to have balance too. Because mm-hmm. you don't want, you can't go 100 percent of the time, facts, and then expect that same energy to be at the end of whatever you're trying to do, right? Like, like even with basketball or sports, like you go hard, but then there's a there's a certain level of, of balancing out to make sure that you're gonna have energy for the entire game. Yeah, facts. You got the fence it. Yeah, early LeBron three quarters. That four quarter was rough, and now and now this man has learned because he's coasting. He like it's crazy. They came out with this stat talking about how. Uh, his pace has slowed down, mm-hmm. but he's putting up better numbers more consistently than he's probably done. Like this stretch, he's in the in the playoffs. He has seven games with forty plus points. Which is that's insane. never been done in history. He was tied with Allen Iverson. That's never been done, and it's because he he picks and chooses his spots. So, like I think we all agree, you can't be a hundred percent all the time. Um, 
but you got to know when to turn it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people should be able to see when you're on your A game. Like, there's a point in the game where you know, like, oh, he's not fucking around. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, if people can't see that from you and they just think you're always coasting, that's a problem. Why would they, like, going back to what you said, I think the, the most potent thing you said earlier was if you, if you're, um, and I'm going to butcher this, but mm. being a master, if you're not, what did you say? Like, people won't ask you to mentor them? Right. If nobody can see that you're a master, are you really a master, basically? Right. So, if you're always on your B game, why would people come to you for mentorship? That's why, like, I know some people, like, they never get asked about relationship advice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because why the fuck would I go to you? Yeah. There's nothing about you that says, I should go to you for this. And that, and we talked about that a couple episodes back mm-hmm. with, with just different people wanting information from you. Well, if you haven't displayed... A mastery over it. Why would I talk to you about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that brings up another point: is mastery just isn't a piece of paper saying that you graduated. You know, because a lot of people get that confused. Well, I'm guess I can only get advice from somebody if they have a PhD, if they have a master's, uh, a master's degree, or if they have a CPA. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people who are just as smarter, if not smarter. Who learn by experience, mm-hmm. and they can their body of work shows you that oh no, I'm definitely a master at this. So this because you don't have the piece of paper behind it, you have to you have to be open. You have to actually look at what the person's doing. Uh, so you know th- that's the big thing with the skill part of it. It's like, are you a master? Can people see it? And also, you know, if you're gonna mentor somebody, you have to be honest with yourself. Is Am I at the level? Because some people will see you, you're proficient in, let's say, speaking. Mm-hmm. And they want to talk to you about relationships. Well, that's not where my mastery level is. Right. So you have to be honest with yourself. It's like, okay, make sure that you're only mentoring somebody if you can really help them. Facts. So that's the skill part of it. The harder part of it is the character and the behavior. Because you can't tell somebody how they act. You know, people are like children in that regard. People see what you do. Mm-hmm. So if you can live that person, you know, uh, and going back to probably about four or five episodes when you're talking about the guy from the event, he says that, you know, he looks for mentors if he's weak in oh, relationships. Oh, he, um, yeah. He looks for people who are strong in relationships. Yep. So the people who are around you, they 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 will probably never bring it up, but they see the, who your character is. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really careful with who you you know the person you are when you're not thinking people watch because somebody's always watching. Go ahead. No, I was, I was going to ask. So is that the first level to? And I don't want to deviate. If you want to touch on this later, just let, let me know. But no, is that ahead, the first level to into looking for a mentor? Because you said something about relationships and how if you're looking for relationship advice, you're going to look for somebody who has a better relationship than you do. How do you really know that person has a better relationship than you do? That's a good question. Uh, with Well, it depends on what type of relationship. So if you're, if you're talking about this like a romantic perspective, it depends on what you're looking for. So if you're, if you're the guy looking for a hookup artist, you have to look at that person's past. You have to actually you have to actually know the person. 
you just can't just walk up to a random person because you're right. You don't know. You have to look at what they're doing, look at their past. If you're looking for something, relationship uh, as far as a good marriage, hmm. you have to know the person. You have to know what the state of their marriage is. You know, like for y'all to, mm-hmm. you know, I can speak towards how y'all's relationships are because I know you mm-hmm. versus some like a random coworker. I only see one side of you, so I can't really, sp- I don't know what your relationship is like. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know how your characters, I don't know if you're honest, you know, because you don't see one side of somebody. So as far as with that side of mentoring, you need to actually know the person. And if you're looking for a mentor, that's something different because you have to be honest with yourself. You have to know where you're strong at and also know where you're weak. Because if somebody's going to take time to mentor, to mentor, you have to bring something to your relationship. Mm. Nobody's just going to give and not give anything out of it. That's facts. So that's something that you have to be aware of as well. So, okay, what, what do I bring to the table? Well, this so, goes back to, like, remember that, that same episode. We were like, are you even worth the draft pick? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, I, I, I'm kind of more intrigued by the the being the mentor aspect um even though you can't really get there unless you are being mentored by somebody um but you're right it's a two-way street too many times um i've seen myself get close to somebody and then somebody else tries to broach that same relationship with them Mm -hmm. and they can't they can't do it like they actually repel the person and so, like, well, I'll give you an example. So I have a I have a mentor at work. I think you should have a mentor everywhere. So if you're at work, you should have a mentor at your at your job. Mm-hmm. If you're um focused on your fitness, obviously you need to have a mentor there. If you're if you're looking to grow in relationships, you should have a mentor in relationships. You it's kind of hard, like that that's kind of sucker shit to to complain about, well, this part of my life is sucks. Like I don't make I don't have enough money. Well, who's your financial mentor? Oh, I got one. Well, that's why you, your finances are suck. Yeah. Like, well, my my um, I don't know, my ability to socialize is bad. Okay, well, who's teaching you people skills? Right. Nobody. Well, that's why your you, your social life sucks. Mm. Like, I believe you should you should, and it's okay to suck at certain certain things. Like, nobody's good at everything, mm-hmm. right? But it's you just have a certain level of self awareness. Yes. Because you can't go around life like like you said just wonder why everything's is not good it's like well i'm good at it no you're not right you need to find somebody who can coach you to get to the next level at it right and so like tying that in so i have a mentor at work and um i've known him for about four years and actually he probably is one of the sole reasons uh that my income has grown to what it was because when i was first there i was struggling like i was penny pinching like shit was really really bad uh-huh. and he took me under his wing but the reason he took me under his wing is because like j-rock said uh you got to bring something to the table so when he had a book club that was going on with his team i just saw them and i asked him hey could i sit in and then i sat down i started listening and then he would ask a question and nobody would say anything so i would say something just my thoughts and then that eventually parlayed itself into um it, it was like a long distance relationship. Like we didn't talk regularly, but he, he was aware of me now. Mm-hmm. So when a coaching position came up, I, he thought about me 
And so that mentorship relationship started to begin. And then once um, once uh, that happened, it would it would be little things like, yeah, you can do your job and do what's asked of you. But it would be simple things like asking him, like, well, you know, how is everything with him? Does he need anything? One of the one of the most important questions you can ask a mentor is, hey, what do you need? What can I do for you? And I just got really good at that. And at one point, the only thing he needed was for me to listen. Because he would have he would have moments of anger where he was frustrated with whatever was going on or politics at the office. And he just needed somebody to vent to. And so he would vent and ask me. He, or he would say to me, like, I'm sorry for venting. And I was like, well, no, that's my job. My role in this relationship is to listen, mm-hmm. is to allow you to get that out so that you can be free to actually help more people. Because mm-hmm. right now you suck. Like, you're, you're so angry. You can't help anybody. Yeah. All right. So I do want to ask you a question about that. So what if you ask that question, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And the answer is nothing. I don't need anything. Is that a reflection on... You're not in a place yet that that where you can help or they don't see enough value in you where there's nothing that you can do at your level. It, it could be both. It could be neither one. I think it could be either one or both. Like you're not at a place where you can do it. You're not at a place where you realistically can do anything to help that person. That could be true. Yeah. And at the same time, they may not see any value in what you could bring to the table because you may not have shown it to them because you've been operating at a b level mm-hmm. and they're like well why would i waste time asking this person for this when they've consistently showed me they want to be at this level so that's that's a incumbent on you to show them the initiative um but to answer your question like let's say my mentor said well and he told me that before like yeah, he, yeah. he like i've asked him hey what what can i do and he said nothing and there were some real shit real, like things that happened that he needed something done. And there was nothing I could do. Yeah. Like there there literally was nothing I could do. I got you. I got what you're saying. And and you gotta at, at some point, you just like you do what you can. And as long as you focus on getting better, that's cool. But have a mentor. And then see enough value in yourself to become a mentor, or at least become worthy of being a mentor. Mm-hmm. Like people, I'm sure all three of us has had somebody come to them and ask them for advice. Yes? Yeah. Of course. So mm-hmm. they saw something in you. You you displayed a certain amount of excellence or a, a threshold of requirement for them to feel comfortable in trusting whatever it is that you were going to say. And all... I think J-Rock is saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is we should be more conscious and aware of being that person. Of Yeah, because okay. that comes with a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody trusts you enough to ask for your advice, like you were saying with, this, with a couple of episodes, with why would I come to you if I know you don't have the answers? Right. So if I'm coming to you, I need the answer. Right. It may not sound important to you. But in that person's mind or in that person's world, everything could be in fire. Yeah. And the words, the choice, how you answer could either be the water to help it out, put it out, or it could be gasoline to add to it. Yeah. Because, Rock, you, I mean, not Rock, Reg, you said something the other day on one episode. We were talking about, I think, an issue that you were dealing with. And I think I asked you, 
Because you said that the person that you had this beef with want a deeper connection with you. And I said that, well, do you want that for that? Do you want that with that oh, person? Oh, okay, yeah, because I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're on the same episode. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that same <laughs> yeah, episode. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. the same episode. And um, shit, I forgot my point. It was a good point, too. I forgot what it was. Never mind. I forgot my point. <laughs> I forgot my point. Um, that was good. It'll come to me later. I want to ask y'all though, real quick. Yeah. Because I, I, I think you said that this was a part of your topic too. Um, finding a mentor, but then also becoming a mentor. Are you guys mentors to anyone? I'm good, Jay. Um, not a mentor, but more of a advice giver and a coach. Well, I mean, technically, yes. Before you, well, I was going to say before you answer that. Can you break that down? Like, what's the what would you say is the difference between a mentor and what's the difference between an advice giver? Um, it it really can be both because technically that's what mentor is is somebody who coaches you, uh, somebody who helps and helps develop you to the next level, and somebody who feels comfortable with getting a getting a, a problem fixed. So I'm more of the advice giving, you know, hey, if you have a problem, this is how you can solve it. Because that's my big thing. And I, I hate with a passion when people do that. They'll go ask a question, but they're not looking for an answer. Mm. They're just looking to wallow in the problem. Man, say like, that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I hate that. Like, don't come to me with a problem if you don't want an answer. Mm-hmm. Like... Facts. I, I had somebody who had a situation happen and they needed us like, well, what do I need to do for this situation? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gave them answer and then I was like, okay, to help you out, I'll do X, Y, and Z. Right. That way nobody has to know about it. I come to work the next day, this person's telling everybody what the problem was. What? What? <laughs> like, I I gave you the solution on how to handle this. Right. These were the options you have. I'm like, okay, these are options. This is going to be the best one for you. I know that, you know, you probably don't want people to know this. So I will help you out with keeping this hid. Right. So that way nobody has to know about it. It's like, okay, I appreciate it because I know how people are. People just want to get, they want to have mess. They want someone to talk about it. I get to work next day and they're telling everybody, what is you stupid? Yeah. Yeah, so like yeah, I, I so damn you feel that shit. I can see it on that nigga oh, face. I, I I I really hate that. But you know that's my thing. If if you have a problem, come with a solution. Right. So that's what I try to provide for people. So, but it's not. It wasn't necessarily a situation that you dealt with because I think that's a. I think that's the key. The key too about mentorship is that you're you're giving advice. And coaching based on something that you've ex- personally experienced, I would mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Oh no, I've been there. So it's it's rough. So we, so the situation that you gave advice on, had you gone through that and you said, "Hey, okay, this is what I did. You should do this," or it was just like he was telling you something and you just kind of y'all just brainstormed and was like, "Well, why don't you just do this?" That sounds like okay. I see. You know what yeah, I'm saying? you just made the you made okay. the like the clear cut difference between mentoring and advising. Yeah, because okay, okay. you can give so, advice on anything, but not necessarily have experienced it. Damn, that was actually excellently said. So that's that's that's, that's a re- that's a recover from me blundering whatever statement I was going to make a few minutes ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was a good ass. I, it'll come. 
It so better call. For that specific situation, I've never been in it to that extent. Right. Because I've stopped the problem before it got there. And so now this at this point, he's like, okay, this is what's going on. This is what I have, and these are my options. So based on his situation, because I'm not in, I can I can give a more clear answer. Because mm-hmm. when you're in a situation, it's you're more more worried about the day to day than what the long term solution is. Mm-hmm. So I was able to give just a clear answer based on okay, well, you have this option that can get you out of it this weekend. You have two other options that can get you out of this month. Based on everything that you told me, I would go with this option. And to help you with this option, I'll do X, Y, and Z to help you out with it. So it was more of advice because it got to a point where I haven't technically experienced it. Mm -hmm. But I've been in enough financial situations where I, I, I understand it wholeheartedly. Oh, okay. I mean, it's this too. I remember what my point was too, though, by the way. Oh, because um, I'm not going to forget mine. Do you want to? Okay. No, nah, it was just to play on what y'all were talking about at that time. Because y'all, y'all brought the point of him, somebody coming to you and ask you, what could you do for them? And them not and them not being able to do anything for you. And mm-hmm. I thought of that example of somebody saying, of, of somebody wanting a deeper relationship with you, but them not being able to do anything for you. Oh, I see. So, like, in that situation, like, they want to have a deeper relationship with me, but they can't do anything for me? Yeah. Well, the thing is... Mm, okay. The thing is, you don't necessarily have... For me, personally, mm. you don't necessarily have to do anything for me to have a deep relationship. So, for example, I have a home... Oh, this answer the question you just asked, J-Rock, about do you mentor people? Um, and then also your question about their ability to do something for me. Okay. So I have a, I have a homegirl that I've mentored. Oh shit. Maybe like, wow, I'm old. Uh, like 10 years, maybe 11, maybe 11 years now. And, um, I just mentored her on, um, life. Like she was, she, she, um, I went to college before she did. So I tried to give her a heads up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, she started to see, uh, my financial life turn around. And so she started asking me for advice on that, right? And mm-hmm. she saw my relationships turn around, um, whether it be with my father, whether it be with um, just friends, whether it be with um, finding love and getting married, mm-hmm. right? So she saw me grow through that. So she she would consistently ask me for advice on this. And so I eventually just took her on as a, as a mentee. And mentor her. So I was like, okay, read this. Go look at this and let's talk about it. Um, but she doesn't necessarily do anything for me. It's more of a, I plant the seed and I leave. And life waters on her. She comes back. Mm. Like, I don't go to her for anything. Right. Uh, it's just a, for me, that's just a uh, a giving relationship. But she's my friend. Like, I've known her for for the longest. Like, I watched her come up. So if she ever needs anything... I got her back and she's a good person. Um, she, she makes some missteps here and there, but we all do. Yeah. Um, but as far as answering your question about, do I mentor people? Like I mean, I'm, I mentor four people on finances on getting out of debt because they started to see 
Now, this didn't happen until they started to see I was paying off shit. But um, maybe that was just my transparency with them. But like, I remember, I remember, I'll never forget this. I was at work one day. It was a Sunday. Um, oh, I was about to say <laughs> the company. I was like, you know how. Yeah, <laughs> I was at work at a place um, and the workload is real heavy. So it's not uncommon to be there on the weekend. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget. I remember I was there working. Homeboy was there working. And um, dude asked me straight up. He said, Rudy, um, how how are you with money? And I was like, I'm all right. I'm 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 not. I'm not where I want to be. Like I'm, I, I have goals that I'm trying to stretch to. He was like, he said, I need some help. Uh, he said, I need some help with finances. And so he was like, you just kind of, you just carry yourself like you, you know, a lot about that. And I was like, I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. So he, he just asked me straight. He was like, he said, bro, how much do you have in your savings account right now? Mm-hmm. And I showed him. And when he saw it. He was like, bro, I literally have $8. Wow. And I was like, fuck. And and that was like, that's how we ended up into the mentor-mentee relationship. Like he, like, hit, I guess my transparency led to his transparency. Well, no, not even that. His transparency of I need help led to me being transparent. And then he showed me what the real thing was. And then we literally started getting together once a week. Uh, we would go to Panera Bread, and I would um, I would just give him philosophies and teachings that were given to me because mm. I'm not a genius. Like I don't invent this shit. I learn it and then I regurgitate it to give it to somebody else, hoping that they would do the same. Mm-hmm. And so we just started that process, and then I started to watch him start to grow and you know start cutting off little things like little nagging stuff that shouldn't have been there. Yeah. So the the one thing I will say about him and then that example is. Number one, that could have went really bad because it started off with you look like mm-hmm. you know what you're doing, yeah. and a lot of people can get can get into a lot of bad advice. But oh, he looks like he has money. Facts. But a lot of us just project that because we know what money looks like. But the fact that he had the the intelligence and the wherewithal to fault to do the follow up question, how much do you have in savings? Right. He knew the qualifying questions. Okay, does this person actually know what he's talking about versus he looks like he knows what he's talking about? So I did want to go ahead and say that because it seems like, oh, okay. A lot of people get in trouble with that. You need to make sure that there's proof that this person knows what they're talking about on whatever subject matter you need. Because just saying, I need help, that's dangerous. Because mm-hmm. I'm, and he's saying that because he was in a place where he was desperate. Where he he was truly ready for change, but fortunately he was somebody who knew to to ask the right the next question, right. to show that you were a expert. You were at least somebody in a better spot that him can get, you know, to take him to the next level. Right. Mm-hmm. So just don't go by looks. You actually need to know that whoever you're looking for has answers. Right. It, it's uh, I guess um, just to piggyback off of that is. Um, like you said in the first topic, um, or oh, no, it wasn't the first topic, but when you said at the top of the topic, mm-hmm. top of top pick, that's a lot of tops. Um, Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for it. Oh, man. I forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. So, but you said you said off top is um, you have to look 
you have to you have to operate at a, at a, a level, right? Mm-hmm. So the first, I guess, the first prerequisite is is the person that you're looking to mentor even um, look like the role. Like, do they fit the role? And then two, asking the qualifying questions to ensure that they fit the role because I I don't look like I have money. Like I wear the same shit. <laughs> I do. And my hair grows fucking fast. Like if I don't go to the barbershop every seven days, I look like a hobo. I look like I should have a sign holding up on the road like, hey, we'll tweet for food. Like, what But that's, that's kind of hard to do with finance though because a lot of people who are who have a lot of money they don't look yeah i mean it could go both ways they can yeah. not look it or they can look it yeah don't judge a book by its cover it, it's just i think the key word uh I, I think the key thing with him in that particular situation was he's like jay said earlier relationships me and him are both mentees to my mentor so we would have group projects and we we would have mm-hmm. group meetings where he could hear the language that I'm using yeah, and the, like what I'm saying. And he saw it enough times to feel comfortable to say, okay, I need to find him. Right. He's strong in this area. Let me see how strong he is in another. And trust me, my mentor is way, way. I, I did the same thing with my mentor. I checked his resume. Yeah. Bruh, I ain't doing shit. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I, I know a little bit about a little bit. Like there is so much information out here, y'all. It's so much information out here, mm-hmm. and cats are doing it. So yeah, that's all I got. That's all you got. Cool. You have any questions? Anything else you want to top it up about before we move on to the next subject? Mm-mm. Young Res. Hmm. I do have one one other question before we move on. Okay. Um. What do you want to become a master at that you can mentor someone in? Mm. That's a very good question. To be honest with you right now, I don't have a direct answer. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this I enjoy okay. I enjoy bettering people. So, so what does that mean? So like I, I I like being able to solve problems. What kind of problems? I'm driving you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't have a very gen answer. That's why it's extremely generic. This in general. Like if somebody comes to me with an issue, mm-hmm. I like to be able to have a clear vision to at least point you in the right direction. Uh how that's gonna translate to a mastery, I don't know yet. Gotcha. Jay? But I do have a passion for helping. Ave? What is coming off all that? I have a passion. Ave? I didn't say your answer wasn't good enough. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was wrong with. <laughs> 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 you got the answer. Clearly, clearly, I know. I didn't say your answer was not good enough. <laughs> Y'all wild. Y'all you, stupid. Uh, hold on real quick. Have you thought about that, though? Oh. Um, or you just you just... Whatever comes to you, you kind of just figure out a way to give that person advice. Like, have you ever thought about what you want to be good at? I haven't thought about what I wanted to be a master at. Because I feel like I'm good at a lot of things. Okay. But I haven't found out what I 
thought about what I wanted to be a true master at. No. Okay. I think I would want to be a master at communication, which I'm necessarily I'm not good at now. But I think with communication and having and mastering in communication, that branches off into other things. Mm-hmm. You know what I what I like about your comment though about communication is you've you've already taken the steps to it because you've been to Toastmasters mm-hmm. and I've been to your speeches. Just was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like you're you you sought you found something you wanted to be a master at. You went to the classes to learn more, and then you actually applied what you learned. Mm, that yeah. like that's. That's the key. You have to know what you want to be good at or mm-hmm. a master at. You need to find the class that's teaching it or a mentor or person that's teaching it. Right. And then you have to actually put it into action. Yeah, that's true. So I commend you for that because that, that's that's real talk. Um, See how you didn't cut me off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Y'all tripping. Y'all I'm just playing. And he was like, all right, this nigga bullshit. Hey, what you, what you talking about? <laughs> nigga was like. We're not going to fall for a banana and a tailpipe. <laughs> we, we know who Rez is. No, I'm just saying. like, like we got, It's cool. Like, I get it, man. No, honestly, real, real talk, though, J-Rock. No, you, uh, you, ain't, you ain't got to clean it up. You ain't got to clean it up. Go ahead. No, no, it's not even clean up. Like, like, <laughs> like it's literally... Cause I made a comment about I'm driving you right, mm-hmm. so the like I wasn't asking you those questions for you to actually provide an answer at that point. It's just a spark, like a Same direction. Yeah. Like okay, well, all right, well I'm good at a lot of stuff. Which I mean, if somebody's listening, they're not good at a lot of stuff. Remember the episode we talked about self the self assessment mm-hmm. and polling uh, people. And I know we were all going to do that, but like sending that message out to people, like hey, what are the three things that I'm good at? Uh, better than most and what are the three things i need to work on right mm-hmm. don't send that in the same message y'all if y'all yeah, didn't listen to that episode <laughs> but go back to that episode and listen if y'all have not heard that but um that's just the first step is like okay well you're good at a lot of stuff you know you're good at a lot of stuff the next thing would be like well i like to better people well the question my direct question was how because now we need to specify and then that provokes the thought and now that we're specifying it's like well all right cool because you got a line that like like for listeners if if you're if you're just really really generic if you're not ever specific about something yeah time passes and when time passes you just look up one day it's like damn i'm still here like you gotta you gotta lock in and and find that out so that's not it, i was asking jay but technically that was for the listeners mm-hmm. like i was just using jay as like a conduit yeah yeah bro no hard feelings oh it's, it's never hard feelings here. you guys suck all right i, I liked it i like the answer you know i'm happy we got the point we got ac feelings but no we good I've tried very hard to make you guys very comfortable in this <laughs> That's the line my wife would run on you. <laughs> you see, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything about how it feels in the house. It feels much better. I'm, yeah. I'm very comfortable today. Are, are you guys clapping? Hmm? It feels like I clapping on me. No, oh, I didn't say. I just said I haven't said. I didn't say anything. I didn't even hmm. think nothing about it today. Hmm. 
<laughs> you know that shit? He's like, ah. <laughs> he gave it a wheel spin. Nah, man, I'm chilling. What about you? You didn't answer. Oh, so um, communication. That that is that is the one. Well, let me specify. Being able to communicate effectively, because you can talk a lot. I've proven that you can talk a lot and not say shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> for real. Andy just threw a shot at you. I don't even know if you heard it or not. Not heard it. I I I threw the alley for him. Oh, that's why. That's why it, I took it. It's it's it's. Oh, you bit. Self okay. self deprecation is also a part of communication because if people it think is. you take yourself too seriously, then they'll tune you out. That's true. Right. So all of this I is like a skill set. Like everything that. Damn, that sounds cocky. I didn't want to say it like that. That everything you do is is intentional. Well, no, no, everything I do is definitely not intentional because I show sure wouldn't have had y'all hit me with the fucking AC jokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> that definitely wasn't intentional. But what I'm saying is like every a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, I've I'm learning, mm-hmm. and I'm basically using the podcast as a way to practice it. Mm, yeah. So it's just like I said earlier, like multitasking. So, mm-hmm. again, um, you can talk a lot and not say shit. Go to social media; you'll see it all the yeah, time, all day. So, so it, it, it's a it's a lot going into that. So, for me, communicating effectively, and I still think I suck at that. Um, yeah, nah, for real. Yeah, I do. So, communicating effectively. Um, edifying I, I want i want a master being able to edify someone to make someone feel better after conversing with me than they felt going into that conversation oh that's a good point um and then the last one would just obviously be finances because the only way i can help someone be financially better is if i'm financially better mm. and so that goes back to our conversation about selfishness leads to uh, what was it? It was selfishness leads to uh, self worth. Self worth, right? And um, I know we had some back and forth on that, but um, I know if I want to help someone financially, I I can't I can't position myself to be a mentor if, like, say that guy asked me that same question, and you had to say, and $8. I had dollars, and I had just overdrafted on the Reese's. That's real, right? Yeah. So now I may know a lot of shit. But I just overdrafted on the Reese's, so I haven't proven myself to be worthy of being a mentor. Right. All of this stuff adds up, y'all. It does. You got to juggle a lot of, lot of balls, paws. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I froze. I thought you got to juggle a lot of see, balls, paws. I'm sorry. Just let it out. Yeah. I did a just pause. let it out. So anyway, yeah, that, yeah, that's the answer. I think that's an important conversation that everybody needs to have with themselves. So anyway. Are we? Do y'all want to chop up anything else, or are we good on time? Because I got some shit to say, but I, mean, I don't want to roll into. A, I want to roll into another topic, but I don't want to roll into one if we're gonna rush it. I'm not about rushing content, so if, if no, nah, I mean, I could, I could probably, I could run it a solid. We could probably run a solid conversation in thirty. I'm with it. I'm cool. Okay. Well, one of the things that uh, I wanted to talk about is uh, appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is. Um, a book I'm reading called uh, Outwitting the Devil. Okay. Right. It's written by Napoleon Hill. Uh, if you do not know who Napoleon Hill was, uh, he is the author of Think and Grow Rich, one of the best personal development books of all time. 
Um, he, excuse me, st- study under. <laughs> Nigga, my back hurt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he studied under uh, Andrew Carnegie, uh, who was one of the wealthiest men uh, ever. And uh, one of the things he was tasked was uh, basically he met up with Andrew Carnegie. Uh, this is a meeting where he had to make the decision right there in that meeting. And Andrew basically paraphrasing told him, look, I want you to sacrifice working to study successful people. I'm going to connect you with the most successful, influential and wealthy people in the world. And I want you to study them to find out what makes them tick, what makes them successful. What are the things that they all have in common so that you can be a benefit to other people? And so he he undergoes this journey. And obviously he's he's not making money, but he's like literally just going to to these meetings with these people. So he's meeting with all the big, big heads of that time. Rockefellers, Henry Ford's like everybody. And he compiles this list. So he writes Think and Grow Rich. Now. Where Outwitting the Devil comes into play is uh, something I don't want to spoil it. It's a really good book, Uh, but something happens to him. Something very, very bad happens to him to where he has to go from being sought out as a speaker and a trainer to hiding. And in that he has an awakening. And when he has that awakening, he basically realizes that um, there is a spiritual side to success. And it has a lot to do with faith. Okay. And eventually, and this is where the black part of me comes out. <laughs> okay. He has a conversation with the devil. And when I heard that, I was like, nope. Uh-uh. Nope. I don't like it. I don't I do not do You nope. shut down already. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Nope. We don't do that. Why? Huh? Oh, why? Like, what made you shut down? Because you I'm actually black. had a conversation with the devil? Yes. I don't, I don't, I'm black. <laughs> black people, nigga, we run. <laughs> when, when, when the house says get out we leave <laughs> like, 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 nigga damn that like like when when uh when the blood starts coming down the walls nigga that's not oh, paint yeah. we gone like, out of there we, with we, the quickness we will never ever be caught in a Blair Witch situation like ever <laughs> so when he was like I said he talked to who <laughs> bro, bro, one of one of my homegirls posted something online the other day. Uh, what Amber? She was like, "What did she say?" She said that how uh, black how black people in horror movies go, and we are. She said she was sitting on the couch, and like somebody something made a noise, uh-huh. and she was like, "Did you hear that?" That person said, "Nope." She said, "Nope, me neither." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we don't go investigate and shit. We don't do none of that, son. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, that's like no shit. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, son. That's funny. That is funny. Cause it's true. Man. <laughs> we don't Man, do I none of that. Nothing. So um anyway, so he has a conversation with the devil. Now re- re- no matter if this is real or fake, um, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Because the content was amazing. Yeah, that that. So I don't care if he made this up. If he made this up, this is the most well made back and forth exchange I've ever seen. Like it was amazing. So uh, I'm not gonna get into the details of the questions on this episode for sake of time, because uh, that's an episode in itself. Uh, but there was one comment um, that was made 
uh, well, a few comments, but uh, that was made that really struck my or caught my attention. They said every individual has the power to change his or her material or financial status by first changing the nature of his or her beliefs. Mm. Every individual has the power to change his or her material or financial status by first changing the nature of his or her beliefs. He goes on to say, do not confuse the word belief with the word wish. The two are not the same. Anyone can wish, but the element of faith is the only sure power by which a wish can be translated to a belief mm. and a belief into reality. Your thoughts. Mm. That's real. I mean, um, I can't think of who said it, but um, Les, I think Les Brown, um, the danger of a, a wish or a dream, if you don't act on it, it can become a nightmare. Mm. And that's ultimately what that's saying to me, because to have something that you truly believe that you can do, you're going to act on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why he brought up faith, because faith faith without works is dead. So in order for you to have faith in you, you have to have work behind it and not Ooh. just a belief Work, right? that if I just hope, if I just wish enough, everything is going to work out. If I like, let's say you're talking about health. Oh, I wish I could go to the gym. If I if I wish I could just do more activity, that's mm. happen because you're just wishing, right? Mm. But it's like, no, I believe I need to do this. I'm gonna get the gym membership and I'm gonna go do it. Right. That's when you see results. So. When I hear that, that's where that takes me. The wish is just the idea of something. You you being in love with just the idea of it, mm-hmm. and the belief Ooh. and the faith is you putting in the work to get it. Cook mm-hmm. rock. Mm-hmm. That was fire. That was fire. It was fire. Shame. Hey, I ain't got much to say to that. Um, I mean, because he really touched on it. One thing I will say though is. Outside of just wishing versus believing, it's also what you believing, what you're believing in too. Just kind of bounce off the example of what Rock said about going to the gym. I mean, to me, it's not enough, it's not enough just to believe that you can go to the gym without an idea of what you're wanting to get out of the gym. Like, mm-hmm. let's just say that you want to lose weight. I'm, I'm, I don't know, two hundred pounds. I want to be two hundred. I mean, one hundred and fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. Like. I can say I wish I was 150 pounds, but if I say I believe I can be 150 pounds, that's what starts the thing of going to the gym and trying to figure out how can I get to this weight. See, right. if you just wish, it's like, okay, I, I just wish I can. But mm. if you believe it, like I can believe I can be this weight. I believe I can have this amount of money or have this type of, this type of materialistic things just going based off what the book is saying like if if you believe that then that kind of starts the gears of how can i actually do this facts you know what i mean facts yeah um it's ironic that you brought that up because me and my wife was having that conversation yesterday so we were we were coming back uh from dinner and we were talking about um one of her coworkers, and you know she's a teacher and she has student loans like most most of us mm-hmm. right and I think they had they had something that they paid monthly for, like where 
um, they they're a teacher. It comes out every month. It's like three hundred some odd dollars, right? Shit. Every month because they're a part of this program and it's a debt and you have to pay it off. And so they just take the three hundred off until you pay it off. And so they at uh, her coworker asked her. She was like, "Hey, um, is that three hundred something still coming out of your check?" Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Well, no. Me and my husband we paid that off in January." And she was like, "Wow, I wish I could." like pay that off she was like I- i'm gonna take these student loans to the grave right but um but a lot of people feel that way it's like man i wish i could pay off this loan i wish i could you know pay these student loans out or i wish i could get this and that done and they don't have a belief that they're ever going to do it. So they don't even think about doing it to A's point. Yeah. They don't even think about like, damn, I got $60,000 in student loans debt. Like, I, I'm not going to pay this shit off. Or I have $200,000 in student loan debt. I'm not going to pay this shit off. So why even focus on it? Mm-hmm. Right. I wish I could pay it off. But when you say I wish, that's very passive. It's like, like yeah. you, there's no activity. There's no action yeah. Uh, to that or action or call to action to it mm-hmm. uh, but when you say I believe I'm going to pay off $200,000 worth of debt of my student loans I believe I could pay off this 60000 or whatever it is mm-hmm. then like Abe said it gets your gears to uh, yeah. working and uh, J-Rock you said the same thing mm-hmm. and it's funny because uh, that's the next thing he said it's oh, almost like we planned this well, we didn't I know we didn't but I mean that would have been nice you know a prep meeting it would have been yeah we don't do too many of those though at yeah. all. Yeah, all this shit be spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just, uh, we talk about random shit on our no, calls. Yeah, we do. People, this dude sidebar. This dude asked me one day. He was like, he's like, man, sometimes it sounds like y'all just reacted. Like, like y'all don't know this shit is coming. It's like we don't because we don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah, hell no. We don't know none like, of this is coming. We just say, what are you talking about? Okay, cool. What are you talking about? Okay, cool. What are you talking about? Okay, cool. Let's do it. Shit, and even <laughs> and that's on the call. And even when we come here to record, we'll say, what are we talking about? Somebody check the group text. <laughs> <laughs> like, None, none really, of this is scripted. Yeah, all uh, this shit is spontaneous. But uh, twenty-one episodes of spon- spontaneous, spontaneous just yes. combustions. Yes. Like, but um, the uh, that's the next thing he said. Uh, he said the mind acts upon one's dominating or most pronounced desires. There is no escape from this fact. It is a fact indeed. Be careful what you set your heart upon, for it will surely be yours. Mm. What what I got out of that is the most dominating thought is what you act on. Mm. And sometimes I converse with people and their most dominating thought is like, for example, I was talking to a young lady a couple of days ago. The dominating thought in her conversation is I'll never find a good man. Oh, well, shit. Well, I mean. That that like literally and and I had to think about it. I was like, damn, a lot of our conversations are all the same. That that's the most dominating thought in her mind. Mm-hmm. And it literally says the mind acts upon one's dominating and most pronounced desires. Well, her dominating thought is that she's never gonna find a man. So she keeps running into men that do not fit her criteria, and she keeps getting that. Even more so than that, because here's here's the thing too, it's like if you say something like that, 
there may be good men all around you. So it's not necessarily that she keeps running into bad men. She's it's just also repelling them. Well, it's that, but she's she's finding everything that's uh-huh. validating her thought. There you go. That's what it is. That's there what it is go. more so in, than anything, yeah. right? Like she's she's finding stuff that validates her belief, I guess. It's like it's like a woman um snooping around trying to figure out if her man's cheating and she just goes to keep finding things and then one thing that could be misconstrued gets attributed to see I knew it. Oh my gosh. That that's that's stupid. Yeah, it is. No, I agree with that. Cause when when you're looking for something like especially with those both those examples, you may get evidence that say, No, I can find good men. But because that's not what you're looking for, you disregard that piece of information. Mm-hmm. Like when you're looking for the woman who's looking for a man to be cheating, she may find a hundred things that says he's not cheating. But because that's not what you're looking for, you discard that and you keep on looking for other pieces of information that, like you said, validates what you're looking for. Yeah, sure. You might find a good man and validate a reason why he's not one. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I challenged her. I said, I'd like you to go on a date. And I was like, she was like, well, who? So I said, who? And she said, no. And when she said no, I was like, how do you know that person's not the one? Mm-hmm. And she was like, "No," and I'm like, "You, you, you have to. Sometimes God is going to give you what you need in a package you don't want, and oh. it's your job." Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, was that too hard? <laughs> nah, that nah, was that good. Was, that, was, <laughs> that was real good. That was good. Oh, okay, I thought I fucked up. Nah, nah. boy, nah, you came with that fire. Oh. <laughs> hey, give it to me. Yeah, nah, shit. Ooh. That was good, nigga. How many, nigga? How many times have y'all gotten packages to the house that them hoes are banged up, but the content inside Ooh. of it is what you wanted? Mm, nigga. It sounds better when you say it. Say, <laughs> 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 nah, nigga. You said that was some fire shit. You just said, yeah. son. But both versions were amazing, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and and it's that that's that's the thing. It's like um, getting, I guess, segueing back to what we were talking about is the most dominating thought. So. If you're saying, well, I wish I could pay off this debt. Well, no, if you believe that, oh, I'm going to do this, right? You'll start to think about it more. And the more you think about it, you're going to act on ways to do it. So, for example, if I know I got $6,000 left on my car to pay it off, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody hits me up and is like, yo, uh, do you want to, um, you want to hit up the casino? You want to go to Oklahoma this weekend? Mm -hmm. I would like to, but no. Because I know in my mind, I got to pay that damn car off. Mm. Why would I go to Oklahoma to spend money and risk losing money when I need money to get rid of the damn car note? Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Now, you can fool yourself and be like, oh, yeah, but I'm a hit. You know, I I, I stay rolling sevens on the come out. Nigga. <laughs> Let's check them receipts. Because <laughs> the house always wins. If Boy. your name ain't Danny Ocean, nigga, you lost. Yeah, nigga. Or you got out. You got to get out early. Shit, real talk. Yeah. And just speaking on the financial side of that, is it's, it's all in the mindset, like I said. So let's say you're somebody who struggles with finances, right? You mm-hmm. can't save any money. Right. All of a sudden, you get a bill that comes in. Let's say it's the IRS. You got out of it. They say, if you don't pay by, you got, let's say you got three months 
to save up a thousand dollars, or we're taking to jail. We're, we're taking everything from you, right? Cook rock. Now you're gonna you're gonna find a way to to pay that thousand dollars off, right? Without question, because you have no other choice, right? But once you've done that, you now have the formula to save. Just simply do the same thing you just did. And save that same thousand dollars for the next three months. Mm-hmm. And now look, what was a burden and a stress factor now is a life lesson. Mm. But if your beliefs aren't in that mindset that I'm gonna save, you just say, okay, I'm gonna have to struggle for three months. I'm gonna pay these people off. Then we go back to what I was doing, and I'm still not counting no money. Mm-mm. But the government just taught you a way that you can save and you can still, you still survive. Yeah. You were good for three months, but if you don't have that belief to right. carry you forward, right. The lessons you learn, you, you're not learning them. Right. You, you had that wish. Oh, I, I wish I had more money because that's not a dominating fact. You don't learn from it. So love it. Yeah. Pressure makes this, you somebody move. thought about go ahead. That was fire. No. Pressure makes you move. I, I think that's a good way. I think that's a good place to end. I think you bodied that. So I think uh, so too. I'm I'm good. Like we can we can revisit this at a later time. Um but yeah, speak between the lines. Uh hit us up on our social media. I feel like I'm taking a spot. Hey, you mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. And he does it so yeah, well. You say it better. Mm-hmm. No, nah, go ahead. Oh, uh, well. I feel nervous now. Hit us up on speak between lines Facebook, Twitter, on Instagram. And all social media platforms. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. Social media platforms. All right. Uh-huh. Um, I don't say that, but. Um, <laughs> 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 and by the way, YouTube is a social media platform. Oh, shit. Speaking of YouTube, man, we, we need to get some other stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. We got we got a lot of video content in the vault that I realize. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. As a matter of fact, because, I yo. How many how many years we get on that Michael Jackson? I haven't seen it. I think last time I saw it was like I know it was over two hundred the last time I saw it. Yeah, because I I know niggas thought um we was about to actually like start making that transition. They started looking at the hot takes. Three fifty seven. We got oh the views. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. How many comments was it? Eh, I don't care. Anyway, I think like, I think like tw- uh, 25 or something. Yeah, whatever. Well, when that happened, um I know. 22. Okay, cool. Twenty two. So I know we started doing the hot takes on the IG, and nigga came up to me like, "Yo, so y'all finna make that transition to YouTube?" And no, nope. I was like, I said, you know, you, you you never know. I was like, you know, we we working, we working on some stuff. You know what I'm saying? You got you can't show your cards, right? Right. right? Man, and nigga came back. It was like four weeks later, dog. That nigga was like, "Man, your YouTube is." shit is dead Mm -hmm. so i mean it it was like um yeah sometimes you gotta apply pressure yeah so that's true oh wow shit another thing we're working on outside of video shit is merch that is true hey we getting that merch merch. (laughs) we put some um Get some some prototypes on our social media. We got people already hitting us saying that they'll rock the shirts. Yes, yep. we appreciate that. Shout we appreciate out to, that. Uh, uh, Sean Antonio Hamilton for the XL. Please, we we will want to work with you. Yeah, man. Facts, so, facts. Yeah, so the merch coming soon. Shirts coming soon. Um, 
you know what would be dope that I thought of? Because you can actually put shit on the back of your shirt. This is just for us. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I we should have our name on the back of our shirt. The rock, the shirt. Just us, though. Not, not everybody else. Everybody else should get a regular shirt. Damn, you going to play out people out like that? Hell yeah. Yep. They got to know who the captains is. Yeah, man. But let us know your thoughts. Like yeah. you said, That's dope. I yeah. like that. That's dope. They got to they gotta, they gotta know who the captains are. Nigga, we came are. up with a good ass idea on the podcast. All right. So, uh, uh, would you rather? Yeah. Would you rather? Uh, yeah. Would you rather? That's right. Okay. So, uh, I guess I can kick it off. Um, this is a troubling one for me. Would you rather be alone for the rest of your life or always surrounded by annoying people? By annoying people? Shit. Yes. Alone. Why? I don't like annoying people. What is alone? Like, what does that mean, though? Like, like I'm, I'm assuming like Will Smith and... Um, I Am Legend? Yeah. Oh, shit. But you can even have the dolls there because... Oh, yeah, well. That's... Because the yeah, dolls like, be annoying. I mean, the, the dog can be a companion. Shit, I don't know. Alone, Bentley at sitting all alone. alone. My yeah, apartment. alone. Would you rather be alone for the rest of your life, or always surrounded, be surrounded by people? No. Wait, you remember that episode of uh, Atlanta um, when? Um, oh my God! Remember Danny Glover was playing um, the the guy in the mansion, the white guy in the mansion. You're gonna be mad at me. I have, I've never seen Atlanta. I've never. Seen You've it never either. seen Atlanta. I've never seen it either. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> Blasphemy! I've been meaning to watch. It. I just don't really watch TV like that, really. bruh. That's what you got. Um, what's that shit called, Jay? That we use? Uh, Fire Stick. Yes. Yeah, I know. Cody. Cody. I hear. I hear. I hear great things about it. Oh no, that. Wait, you got? Thing. Hold on, you got cable. Yeah. We'll just record it off FX. Just put it on your DVR. It's on FX. All right. Everybody needs to watch Atlanta, but but yeah, like there's an episode where damn. I don't want to spoil it. You, you, I'll, I'll send you a link to it. Can I have headphones? What headphones? If I'm by myself, can I have headphones? Yeah, nigga, like you're not like in a bubble. Like you live your normal life. You in your house is just nobody there. You can still watch TV. You can still go on the internet. You can do whatever you want. You just can't converse with anybody. Mm, I have to deal with annoying people. I think I would too. Yeah, come go spiritual. It's not good for man to be alone. Oh well. I didn't think. Yeah, I'm taking the easy way out. Yeah, that is the easy way out. That is the easy way out. Because I wouldn't even go in there. If you don't have an answer, he goes. So what would Jesus do? (laughs) (laughs) What would Jesus do? You ain't got the answer. No, he no, he does have the answers. (laughs) He has all of them. Yeah, I would probably rather be surrounded by annoying people too. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm a people person. I, I'm a people person like too. That. It's hard for me to be like, yo, what do you want to master? Communication. <laughs> but then be like, well, I want to be alone. Yeah, for real. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'm boxed in. I, I am too, I guess. I told you know, Jesus I got said. an interesting answer on one of our would you rathers. Okay, I'm listening. Someone said, so it was the would you rather um, go without bathing or go without the internet? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said that they would rather. Go without bathing because you realize how much you do on the internet, like, like pay your bills and do all this other stuff. And I thought that was pretty interesting. But then I thought too, you only pay bills once a month, so I'm about so you can mail that shit in and you can call over the goddamn phone. Yeah, so so you won't have a funk yes. It's the third day. It started off as good. So, so you can pay your bills. Man, tell that nigga. You ain't got the answer. <laughs> nah, he ain't got the soap. Goddamn it. <laughs> yeah, man. Because pe- people like if you if you think about it, people were like seriously like. About considering the internet overtaking a bath, 
And like, like that's crazy. Yeah, like they said, like, well, what about a wash off? <laughs> you mean like a whole bag? <laughs> <laughs> a whole bag? Nigga, moist toilet. Because you got to think too, because people brought the point, well, I'm in school and my school is online, so I would need to, I would need the internet. Like people start bringing in mm-hmm. other scenarios, not just video games. And okay, YouTube, that was like a good one. Did. Okay, that okay, was a good that one. one. That was a good legit, one. Man. So you know, that was a good one. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, you got a would you rather? Uh, that's what you can just do that shit on summer break, though. <laughs> nah, I, I'm. I mean, that's a valid one. Yeah, I, the I school one's valid. I can't really. I can't really front on the school one. Yeah, and I'm just trolling. Uh, oh boy, with the, with the, <laughs> <laughs> the bills. <laughs> All right, so that is I, an interesting question, though. All right, so mine is. Would you rather have a golden tongue or a silver tongue? Okay, for the uninitiated, because I really don't know the difference. What the hell? What's a golden tongue mean? Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up personally because I don't know what I mean. I, I believe it's for like a the gift of gab, just communication, basically. So what's know, a silver, silver tongue, tongue is like? The less liar. Oh, okay. It was like that's the poorer version. <laughs> no, that's like your your build lie. Silver tongue, it's like salesman. Oh well, then I'd rather have the gold one. What is there a platinum tongue, a golden tongue versus a silver tongue? Yeah, I've never heard of a golden tongue. Paul Wall made those. Wait, who made these, man? A golden. Stop it, dog. It's really a golden tongue. Like, did you just search that? Like, a, like a picture? Oh, I was about to say. I'm like, come on, man. I'm trying to look it up. A golden tongue or a silver tongue? So silver tongue means liar, right? Uh, so silver tongue is the tendency to be elegant and persuasive using speech. Oh, silver tongue is good then. And the golden. Hmm. Hey, you ain't got that definition? Nah, man. This is like Urban Dictionary. With yeah, that's what I don't want the. They kind of just make it. What's wrong with the Urban Dictionary? Um, y'all too good for the Urban Dictionary? Y'all need some Webster in y'all life? I just want to know what the real. How do you pick a would you rather? You don't know what the would you rather. <laughs> Nigga, hold up. How? How? It sounds loud. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna even hit it. Houseway. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pick a different one there. Yes, bro. This nigga's yes, bro. This nigga Marlon. He said, "I didn't pick the. You, I didn't pick a. I didn't pick oh. a. Would you rather? I don't know what it is." While I'm searching, just go ahead and ask another question. Oh, right, I got one. Oh my right, god. Would you rather eat a cat or eat a dog? Oh, dog. Dog. No question. I eat Chinese all the time. No. Or is that cat? Hold on. Which one is it? Mm. Mm. They, they eat dog. I already eat cats, so I ain't tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Yo! Oh my God, that was so in my face and I did not see that. Dang, man, the joke was right there. The joke was right there. <laughs> Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was yeah. good. <laughs> that was good. Hell no. <laughs> man, you got another one yet, right? Oh man. Nah, no. Let's not no good ones, nah. You got one? Mm, I have one. Hold we can, on. We can end it with two. Yeah. Yeah, this one's a flop. Oh. Okay, another superpower one. Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? Probably teleportation. Why? Cuz man, I need I need to 
I mean, it's just it's just so much shit you can do with teleportation. I mean, getting your, getting yourself out of shit, mm-hmm. getting yourself in a shit, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then getting out <laughs> at the same time. I mean, it's just I think that. Oh, cool. that's that's dicey. I like that one though. Nah, yeah. I, would, I would rather read minds. Why? You got the you got the cheat sheet. Shit, you can holler at any girl you wanted. Right. You know exactly what to say. You know exactly what the last one fucked up on. So, man, you got the cheat sheet right there. Or you can get turned down faster. <laughs> she already thinking, I know this nigga. <laughs> I know this lame ass nigga trying to holler at me. Like, yeah, nah, teleportation. Duh, I would say teleportation because I live in fucking North Houston. Yeah, man. Duh, I could literally. Duh, Gas prices. I could have Goku's instant transmission. Bro, anywhere. Oh yeah, no, I'm taking the teleportation, dog. Cause you're right. I could save on the gas. Like you could start shit with somebody. Like, like what if it's somebody at work that just get on your nerves, right? Mm-hmm. And you like push them, and they get all ready to beat you up, and you just <laughs> you yeah. out of there, out of there. Would you would, would teleportation or flying? I'm gonna take teleportation, take teleportation. Take just because teleportation. flying dog like birds be up there and shit like, <laughs> like you get some shit. Superman Man. make it look fly dog, but like there's a lot of collateral damage. Not <laughs> like, your like, face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like your teeth be all fucking. What he said? Caca, bitch, caca. <laughs> Oh man. Oh, that was good. All I'm, right. I'm a. You all got right. one? I'm, I'm gonna make one up. So okay. Mm. Would you rather? I'm gonna take you back to last week's episodes. Have everybody go to jail for police shootings, and it still happen, or you be the person to execute them, and then it stop. You know what's forward. crazy? That actually happened in Oklahoma uh, yesterday. There was a um, there was a shooting at um, oh what was the fucking place? It was a grill slow. It was a grill shop. Um, a dude walked in, um, shot three people, mm-hmm. and ran. And this guy saw him like trying to escape. Like the dude had the, his little, you know how you go to the gun range, you got the glasses and the ear things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the shooter had that on, and so this he sees this car literally pull out of the driveway and then stop. And he says, "Where'd he go?" And he pointed to him. And the guy that was in the car jumped out, pulled a, pulled a pistol, and said, "Get down on the ground, drop your weapon." Dude wouldn't drop his weapon. The dude that actually just shot three people said, "Don't shoot, bitch, <laughs> nigga." You just shot, and then people. and then the guy killed him because he wouldn't put the gun down. Yeah, I don't know what my answer is, but so I mean, like <laughs> that, that's, that's, that was a story that literally just happened. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I so did. like, let's say you had to actually execute fifteen people who were guilty and they they did the crime, but you personally had to execute, and after the fifteenth. It would never happen again. Oh. Would you be able to pull the trigger? Would you be able to kill people knowing that they killed somebody else? Or is, is it just police shootings or school shootings too? No, just like shootings hmm. in general. Because you said police shootings at the beginning. Well, well, because well, we're black, I'm gonna do police shootings. Okay. No, no, you know, actually, to be fair, we'll do we'll do shootings yeah, in general. I'll do shootings in general. Shootings in general. One's not better than the other. Like I do but shootings in general. You have to be the one to do it. Fifteen or, people. Or or you or the people get sent to to jail, but it keeps on happening. Mm-hmm. So both way people are being punished, but the other one you have to be the one to make the final decision. I think killing somebody is really a lot to have on your conscience, whether you're doing it in good faith or not. Yeah, like I mean, shit. If if I was somewhere 
and somebody started shooting and I had my pistol on me and I shot the person, I mean, I'm going to feel like a hero, I guess, or not necessarily feel like a hero, but I'm going to feel like I, I did justice to whatever situation that is. Right. In the moment. Yeah. But once the cameras and all that stuff leave, I don't know necessarily how I would feel about actually shooting someone. I would yeah. probably have to validate in my head multiple times like, okay, if I didn't do this, then more people would have died. Or something yeah. like that. So I don't know if having 15 people lined up, knowing what they did, if I would still be able to shoot and kill all these people. I mean, there's people that go to the military. Um, they have uh, PTSD, PTSD because they shot real. somebody. Yeah. And that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, PTSD is real. Mm-hmm. So, man, I would probably... Under one, I would probably have them go to jail, but if it was somebody that was close to me, then I would shoot them. I would probably have no... no that would probably be no question. It was somebody close to you? For somebody close to me that they shot. Oh, I got you. I got you. Got you. Yeah. Um, then hmm. I would probably have no. I would at that point I would probably have no problem. But see, it's weird because I'm like the guy that like I remember my mom used to kill like fucking slugs in front of the house, like just buried ass and salt, and I'd be feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like, damn. Like yeah. she would just be crouched over and like she'll sprinkle like one. She sprinkled a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the motherfucker just started shrinking. I was like, fuck. And then the other one, <laughs> the other one, she just put a fucking mountain of cocaine on his ass. <laughs> I was like, damn. That was buried. Like, that nigga had no... So, and I felt bad then, so I don't know if I could, like... I don't know if I could personally kill 15 people and not be fucked up. Um, But, I mean, shit. God did it. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, he did it like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that whole Old Testament dude was like, <laughs> everybody was out of that. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> God, yeah. that damn sound effect. My goodness, she on the clouds in Jersey Shore. We got you. Oh my God, yeah, this <laughs> came back. All right, you know what? I'm off. Um, I, I, but I don't know if I could do. I don't know. But it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed, one hundred percent. What would you do? I couldn't do it. You still couldn't do it. I know. I, I there's no way I could. Cause I that would. Are we killing them in the moment that they're doing this? No, no. Or just like execution style. Execution style. Nah, I can't do it. Fifteen people nope. lined up. Can't do it. Can't do it. Nope. That is tough. I can't do it. Like they would. They would have had to like kill somebody. Yeah. In my family for yeah. It. Like it that. would. It would literally have to be a personal thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have to be in the moment. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I could do it if I wasn't thinking. If like, it's a reaction. Yes, I could do it in that moment. I can't, I can't premeditate that. Yeah. I can't, no, I can't do it. The Dark Knight showed us, and in the, in, at the end, in, in the ferry boat scene, oh, God was talking tough, and all these people are criminals. Yeah. Give me the trigger. Put his hand, come, come pull it. Then Debo walked up, give it to me. And I'll do what you should have done 15 minutes ago. Did I put the trigger outside? Was the that the only line Debo had in that the scene? The only line. Wow. Debo came from Friday to Dark Night. That's not what I'm supposed to take from that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, yeah, that's all, that's all I got, man. So, um, we good? I think so. Man. We got anything yep. else? Nothing. I have nothing. All right, well, Speak Between Lines podcast. It's your boy Rez. 
joined with J-Rock, he will be leaving the building shortly. He gave it out of here. Alright, one, two. Hey, if you know I'm going to get a sound clip, you saying three and just put it in there. I mean, what? I don't even make Hold sense. Hold on, that's foul, dog. What? Are you serious? You just might as well just say the three, get over with. I'm not saying three. And you just I'm said gonna, it, you there we go. goof. But here's the thing. I'm going to let still let that be y'all's thing. Hold on, y'all's yeah. thing? Y'all's yeah. thing? This is not y'all. This is my that's thing. thing. No, no that's, that's my thing. That's y'all's thing now. I've been saying one for like 10, oh, like seven years. Listen, son. This nigga said thing. two. For the past 21 episodes. 20... 20 episodes. You started on, on episode two. Yeah, bro, that's that's y'all's thing. That's not us. No, that's my outro. But like, it's like that's, that's no, that's not our thing. That's my thing that he just ran with. Right. Made it better. So, oh, he said he made it better. Cause I was gonna ask him, why don't you just get your own thing? Yes. <laughs> so why don't yes. you just say three? No. Okay. Okay. I say I say speak between lines. We out of here. He says one, and you just bid on two. Okay. Okay. Blend it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> See between the lines, man. We out of here, man.